we need you desperately Lord we are desperate for you we need you more than the air we breathe more than the air we breathe more than the next heartbeat you are our life you are our source you are our blessing you are our shield you are our, our reward you are the best you are awesome you are mighty you are lofty you are exalted you are high and lifted up you are lofty and exalted your glory fills the heavens and the earth the heavens and the earth cannot even contain your glory lord you are majestic you are beautiful beyond description as the heavens are higher than the earth infinite so is your holiness so is your beauty so is your greatness so is your power so is your excellence from the next none can compare to you we worship you oh god and we say we need you more than ever we bless you we worship you speak to us oh god may none of us live the same in jesus name we pray amen we may take our seats in the presence of our mashiach jesus our Christ. Hallelujah. How many are blessed? We are blessed already as we've worshipped the Lord. Amen. So we're going to continue with our message on strategies for prayer. Strategies for prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is very, very important. There are many, many aspects of prayer. There's the prayer of thanksgiving. There's the prayer of intercession. There's the prayer of consecration. There's the prayer of supplication. There are different types of prayer. And you and I, God wants us to know the different types of prayer. There's also the prayer of faith. How do you pray each of the different prayers? Even, even when it comes to faith, there are two types of faith prayers you pray. Two types. When you read Lucas chapter 18 from verse 1 to 8. Lucas or Luke. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Saying, There was a, in the city a certain judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. So this judge did not fear God. And therefore, did not think there were any consequences to disobeying God or being wicked. And he did not regard man. Meaning that if you are not an important person, his co-equal or higher than him, he would not regard you. And yet there was a widow. And Jesus gave the example of a widow because the widow is someone who had no one to defend her. And said that there was a widow who came to him and asked for vengeance. And he would not. Yet because this widow... Okay, go to verse... For, let, let's, let me read it again in context. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Think about it. So the judge was saying that even though I don't fear God nor regard man, and I was not going to give her what she was looking for, because she keeps coming. She keeps coming. Look, I know how it feels. I always say it because it's the best example our kids. 
when they want something from you and you tell them, no, I'm not giving it to you, no problem. They have patience. They'll come and just, he used to do it a lot, my son. He'll just bend. Sad face. What is it? What is it? No, no, nothing. What will you do? You'll give him what he wants. And so, because it, it, it wears you out. Just by watching them bend, you are worn out. You are tired. She's also started doing that. You are tired and worn out. So the judge was saying that, yes, because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her. Let's buy her continual coming. She weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? Now, what does this verse mean? This verse means that God is telling us in verse 1, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Never give up on what you are praying about. So it means that God expects you and I to keep coming to him in prayer. Lord, I want this thing. I'll come tomorrow. I'll keep coming until you give it to me. I'm looking for this thing. And I will not stop asking you for this thing until you give it to me. So Jesus is saying in verse 8, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? Or shall he find people praying perpetual, consistent prayer? So it means that the prayer of faith is continuing to come to God until you get what you are looking for. Because I know, you can put your hands together for the Lord. Because I know God will give me this thing, I'm going to keep coming and coming and coming until he gives it to me. I will not stop coming until he gives it to me. Now let me give you another side of it. Look at Marcus, or Mark chapter 11. Let's start from 20 to 23. And you see another side of faith. Now, which one do you use? That's where you need to hear from God and know there are, there are different times you use each of them. And in the morning, as they passed by, now let me give you a history of this. Now what happened was, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to cane the people in the temple. <laughs> and he saw a fig tree which had leaves. Usually when a fig tree has leaves, there will be fruit on the fig tree. Because a fig tree that has no fruit will not have leaves. So when he saw the fig tree and he was hungry, he saw leaves and was excited knowing that there will be fruit to eat. When he went there and saw there were no fruits, he cursed the fig tree and said, No man eats fruit from thee hereafter forever. And the disciples heard him. Now in Mark, and Mark and Matthew give a, 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 the same account but different perspectives. In Mark, Jesus continued. But in Matthew, the Bible says the fig tree withered immediately. So as they were going, the fig tree was withered. Then Jesus went, as he was returning, Peter saw the fig tree. I'm sure if you go to verse 16, 17, 18, you see it, but don't worry, it's okay. Then as Peter was moving, uh, Peter and Jesus were coming back. They saw the fig tree, and it had withered from the roots. So Peter calling to remembrance. Peter calling to remembrance saw that the fig tree, look at verse 18. Peter calling to remembrance saw that the fig tree which he cursed had withered away. Then verse 19. Okay, 20. I guess you continue. 20. Okay, go to 20. 
And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Verse 21. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Then what did Jesus say? Jesus and Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Now you are going to get an aspect of what Jesus also meant by have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, he was a mountain, be thou removed. So speak to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He, therefore she also, shall have whatsoever he said. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray. You are still on verse 23. Go to 24, please. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. When you are in the scriptures, there's more pressure on you. Hallelujah. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Now, what does this mean? So, one aspect is faith by repeatedly asking God for something. The second part, Jesus said in verse 22, have faith in God. Now, what does it mean to have faith in God? There are two aspects of that. So, therefore, one and then two. But two has A and B. That, do you get me? Now, what does A mean in two? It means that the person who has faith in God speaks to circumstances. When we are talking about faith, we talk about it. it speaks to circumstances. I command you to move to yonder place. In Jesus' name, it's finished. Don't come again. In Jesus' name, this condition is ended. It cannot come again. In Jesus' name, this spiritual problem cannot exist again because I said it in the name of Jesus. So you speak to a mountain. You speak to a circumstance and you command it to go. That is faith. Then verse 24, so that's 23. Now verse 24 also gives you another aspect. 23 has to do with speaking, commanding. 24 has to do with praying. Therefore, I say unto you, what things you have a desire when you pray? Verse 23 says that you speak to the mountain. Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, you, are not, you haven't said anything to God. You are, you are saying unto the mountain, be removed to yonder place and it will obey you. Matthew says, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Now, so how many are getting me so far? Then the other aspect is when you pray, believe you've received and you will get. So in this belief you received, you can't keep asking. How can you keep asking for something that you have already? But in Luke, you have to keep asking. There was a, a, a pastor who uh, was, had organized a convention, a, a pastor's convention. And during that convention, there, was a lot of, there were a lot of pastors there, including some Brother Stats and Kenneth Hagen. Now, all of a sudden, as they were doing pre the, uh, the praise and worship was going on, someone stopped it and, and came up and said, the pastor is dying on his deathbed. He got a massive, what is a stroke or something? He, he got something that's killing him. He's dying now on his deathbed. Let's pray. So they got, I think, Raymond T. Richards, one of these guys, to pray for him. So he led the pastors to pray for his healing. In Jesus' name, we pray for his healing. They prayed. The voices rose up to God. After that, he said, let's thank God. Then they all thank God. Then as he gave the mic over, handed over the mic to the prison worship leader, and he was getting down, he stopped and said, how many are going to continue to pray for him? About 90% raised their hands. Then he said, what are you praying for? You've already asked for the healing. 
You've thanked God for healing. Why are you asking for prayer? No, you better start praising him. No, you better start thanking him. No, you better start praising and thanking God for he has already answered it. So, which one do you pray at which time? When I'm preaching on faith, we'll discuss that. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 6. Verse 10. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Daniel was a man who prayed three times a day. Daniel was so committed to his prayer that nothing would stop him from praying, not even death. Because Daniel said, it is through God that I achieved this position. It's through God that I have been protected. How can, when, 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 when the book of Nezah destroyed the temple, the, the, the temple of God and took over the captives of Babylon, it was God who protected me so I didn't die. Now, how can I stop praying to the God who has protected me? Many of us, we don't even need death. We won't pray. Even without death, we can't pray. Promotion in our job will stop the prayer. <laughs> but from today, that is not our portion. I said from today, we are all going to pray. But Daniel was one of the captives from the, most likely the royal family of Judah. Because when you read from Daniel chapter 1, it goes on to say that Nebuchadnezzar conquered the, the, the Jewish people and then took over, destroyed the temple. The temple was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. There's a whole history to it uh, about Jehoiakim, how he defiled, he, he, he worshipped other idols and they defiled the, uh, uh, God's uh, land. And because of that, God was angry and said, look, I'm going to sell you to the Babylonian king, who is not even a, a, a Jewish person or who doesn't believe in me. I'm going to sell you to them. And then the book Adnezer had a dream. We talked about that last week. And the dream was a statue with a golden face, a head, and then uh, what? Silver body, bronze feet, and then a feet with uh, bronze, yes. And then the, the feet with half iron, half clay. The Roman Empire was very strong and fierce. Hallelujah. Uh, Julius Caesar was the main guy in the Roman Empire, and he conquered a lot of Europe. He conquered Gaul, which is like Germany, the modern-day Germany. He did a lot of work, conquered people. There was a very fierce army. They had a lot of strategies, very strategic army. So that was the Roman Empire, but it was also weak in a way. That's why it's feet, hallelujah, so many things. Amen. And then we talked about the fact that the, the first world empire was the Babylonian Empire, which was led by Nebuchadnezzar. Hallelujah. He conquered Babylon. Babylon, I believe, is the modern-day, or is it Iran? And then Persia is the modern-day Iraq. All right, that makes the two. Is that correct? Persia is Iran. Yes, Persia is Iran. Iraq is Babylon. Yes. Amen. Very fierce. So that was Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar conquered Babylon. And Daniel was number one because he was able to interpret the dream like we talked about last week. And after that, so imagine, Daniel is first in command as a captive. Daniel, who was a captive to Babylon, 
It's like someone who is a slave, one of the best slaves, and now becomes second in command to the king. Think about it. Isn't that powerful? That's very, very powerful. And then Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, even though it's his son, it's his grandson in history, his grandson Belshazzar, one day he was drinking wine with his concubines. God didn't judge at that time because if you want to drink wine with your concubines in those days, there's no fight. I thought some people would be like, ah, 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 I'm not God. I'm just telling you what happened. Hallelujah. Of course, that doesn't, we can't do that today. Just like God said, David, if, if you had asked me, I would have allowed you to take another woman. But you can't do that now. So don't worry, we are good. So as he was drinking wine with the concubines, what happened? Then Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, who was on the throne, said, let me take the, the, the vessels of the, of the temple, because they had seized the vessels of the temple, Nebuchadnezzar. Let me seize the, take the vessels of the temple, the, the cups, and let me drink from them. Let, let, let's drink. So myself and my concubines are going to drink wine from the sacred temple uh, vessels. As they were drinking, then there was a writing. Mete, mete, whatever, tekel. And then what they did mean? No one knew the interpretation. Anyway, no one knew the interpretation. No one knew it. So they consulted. They were afraid. Belshazzar was afraid. Then they got a lady. A lady said, you know what? There was a man called Daniel who served your grandfather. And he is very skilled. The spirit of the God is upon him. He will be able to tell you what it means. So they called Daniel. Think about it. Daniel was first in second in command. Then he was resting. Then Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, called for Daniel and said, Daniel, I'll give you gold. I'll give you jewelry. I'll give you so many things. All you need to do is to just tell me what this means. Daniel said, just like you and I should always do, I'm not going to, the gift of God is not for sale. If I'm doing something for God, I'm not going to charge for it. Unless it's my full-time job. If I'm playing the drums, I'm not going to charge for it. If I'm playing the keyboard, I'm not going to charge for it. I'm not going to charge for it because it is, it is my service to God. So Daniel said, no, 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 I'm not going to, I don't need anything from you, but I'll tell you the interpretation. This means that you have been found wanting. The Medes and the Persians are coming to take over because you have taken of the, the, the sacred vessels. And then the book uh, Belshazzar said, okay, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you so many gifts. I'm going to make you second in command. Then, not too long after, the Medes and the Persians climbed over the wall of Babylon and killed him, took over, and then the Medio Persian Empire took over. Now, think about it. Daniel, who is second in command in the enemy government, you have overthrown the government and you've made Daniel second in command in, your, in the Persian government. Isn't that a blessing? The Medes and the Persians came together to form the Medio Persian Empire. Darius, Cyrus the Great, and all these people. Then Daniel was fasting and praying. As he was fasting and praying, an angel came with the answer. And as the angel was coming with the answer, the prince of Persia, because remember that the Persian Empire was ruling the world. So the, the prince of Persia, or the angelic being of Persia, came to withstand or to, to withstand the angel that was bringing the answer. How many are getting me so far? 
to withstand the angel. So Daniel is praying, all of a sudden, in the spirit, an angel who is the prince of Persia or the principality of Persia or the, the angelic being, or the, when I say angelic, I, I don't mean good angel, a fallen angel called the prince of Persia was withstanding the angel sent by God. I mean, you're getting me so far. And then an angel came to fight and there was, there, was a, there was a problem. So Michael, the chief prince, who stands before God, who stands for God's people, came and was able to just throw away the, the, the prince of Persia. Then Daniel said, the Grecian prince is coming and I must go. Now this is very significant because in history, the Babylonian empire was the first world empire, followed by the Medes and the Persians who came over to, to combine to form the Medo-Persian Empire. Then after that, Alexander the Great took over and was able to uh, 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 destroy Darius and took over the Medes and the Persians and almost the whole world until he got to India. Think about it. And God allowed Alexander the Great to take over because God needed a common language for Jesus' word to spread. Oh, I don't know if you are hearing something. God needed, so God, so Alexander was called the great because at age 30-something, he was able to conquer almost, he, he conquered almost the whole world and died of either malaria or West Nile disease. Now, because, so, so Alexander the Great was also a good, I mean, good in the sense that he did not want to oppress the people. So he was able to form the, the, the Hellenistic uh, view of things or the Alexandria uh, 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 theology or way of life. And most of them had to study Greek. That's why the gospel was able to spread all over the world because most countries knew Greek. But all this was prophesied in the book of Daniel. Now, this is significant also because the prince of Persia, there was a fight with the prince of Persia and the Persian Empire took place. Now, there was also a fight with the Grecian Empire, and Michael went to aid the angels who were fighting the Grecian Empire, and then Alexander the Great came over. What does it mean? It means that every time something will happen on earth, it's already established in heaven. Every time something will happen on earth, we have to pray. When we pray, it will be established in heaven before it manifests in the physical. It will be established in heaven before we see the results. So you and I, we need to be people who pray because if you want to change your destiny, if you want to change someone's destiny for good, if you want to change your destiny, you need to be a person who prays. People who pray can shake nations and can change the world just by prayer. Prayer can move mountains. If prayer could stop rain from coming down for three and a half years and then prayer would cause rain to come back, how much more when you and I are praying? Now, Daniel... A prayer was withheld by the prince of Persia. But you and I, our prayers cannot be withheld because we are seated oh, glory. We are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So if you and I are in heavenly places and we are at God's right hand in our spiritual position. How I many I, I shared that half night? We are we we, we are seated, you and I are seated together with Christ Jesus at God's right hand, our spiritual position. And all things are under our feet. I don't know whether to even go into that now. Let's let's do it. Let, let's, let's look at Ephesians chapter two. Let me quickly show it to you. Then you will see that no angel can withstand our prayer because we are there. 
If you are up there, you have the answer before an angel can fight it. You have the answer. Who oh, glory to God. Let me show it to you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Now, let's look at verse 5 first. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Or when we were dead in our sins and trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. To quicken doesn't mean to run fast. But to quicken means to make, be made alive. So God made us alive as we were dead in our sins together with Christ. Verse 6. Who had full glory to God and have raised us up together. Raised who and who up together? Raised you and I with Christ. So God raised you and I up together with Christ and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So it means that when God was raising Jesus Christ from the dead, we were being raised from the deadness of our sins into a new life. So as Christ was being raised from the dead, you and I were being raised from the dead. And who oh, glory to God. As Christ was ascending into heaven to God's right hand, you and I were, oh, glory to God. You and I were ascending up together with him. We'll that will be explained in Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go to verse 17, 18, 19. And I will continue. This is our chest, so no rush. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's start from verse 17. That he will grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that he may know what is the hope of his calling, and what is the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand, verse 20, 21, and set him at his own right hand far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath placed, who glory to God, and has placed all things under his feet, has placed what? all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Look at NLT to explain what to the church means. That's verse 22. I said that's verse 22. And God had put all things under the authority of Christ and he gave him this authority for the benefit of the church. Why would God need authority? The one who said, let there be and there was. Jesus is the one who created the universe. God created the universe through Jesus Christ. How can Jesus Christ need authority? It was for the benefit of the church. When Jesus said that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me, it was, he, he reclaimed Adam's lost authority and gave it to man. Amen. Now, look at verse 21. Look at verse 21. Now he is far above. Now Jesus is far above all, uh, King James, please. Okay, let's, let's leave it 20. Just go to King James. Please, 20, King James. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now, we all know that when Christ was raised from the dead, we were also raised from the dead with him. So, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, where we are now. Remember that where he went, we went with him. Because he's the head, we are the body. 
If the head is up there, you can bet if I'm the feet, I'm up there too. Glory to God, I'm, I'm also there. Far above all principality. Now, you don't need to turn to it, but you can write it down. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, Jesus is far above all principality and power. Now, it even goes higher than the things we are fighting. And might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath placed all things under his feet or all things under authority of Christ, please, verse 22. And hath placed all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things for the benefit of the church. So it means that when everything was placed under Christ's feet, far above, he was placed far above all principality. If I'm the feet, I'm far above all principality. Who glory to God. So how can a principality stop my prayer? When I'm far above it. That's why when you and I pray, we are praying in heavenly realms. That's, you see, when you and I are praying, there are intergalactic battles occurring. Intergalactic battles. Because the, 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 the principalities, and they, they are fighting in the second heaven. Because when the Bible says that Lucifer wanted to ascend into heaven, there was war in heaven. It was not where God is. It was in the second heavens they were fighting. You can't fight in heaven where God is. You can't. As you see God, no, you are vanished. You vanish. You can't fight him. It was in the second heavens they were fighting. And you and I, we are operating the second heavens. Only that we are on earth. But when I say, Jesus, I pray. Or, in Jesus' name. There are intergalactic battles happening. And things are happening in the spirit. That's why people are healed before they are physically healed. Or people die. There are people who are dead men walking. They are dead and they are walking. Why? Because God declared that this man must die. But they are still alive. But they are as good as dead unless God has mercy. Ahab. God said, who shall I persuade to cause Ahab to fall? I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So Daniel, even though God gave him the answer, an, uh, an angel came to stop him, the, the answer, until Michael came to his aid. You and I, when we pray, we are at the high level. We are, we are, we are at God's right hand. The answer is right there. We've gone, we are going into the throne room of grace. We are going face to face to God. When I speak to him, when I worship him, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. When I speak to God, I'm speaking to him face to face. I don't need an angel to give him the answer. We, I'll judge an angel. The Bible says, we, do you not know that you judge angels? I'm going to judge angels. We all judge angels. How can an angel give me the answer? They are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation. Even though the angels are so powerful that an angel can stand in the sun. Hey, if you like, go close to the sun. My daughter was telling me about Venus and Mercury. Go to Venus. How long can a person survive in Venus? One second. And you evaporate. Or you, you evaporate. Is that it? Yeah. All right? What will happen? You what? Melt. You melt. Because of the heat. And yet an angel is standing on the sun. But we'll judge them. I said we'll judge them. So no prince of Persia or any of these princes can affect our prayer. 
No. That's why you and I, we must pray. Men ought to pray. I said men ought to pray. I said men ought to pray and not to give up. No matter how messed up the situation is. No matter how complex the situation is. No matter how useless the situation is. Even dead bones are able to rise up. I said he's able to put flesh on dead bones. I said no matter how hopeless the situation is, our God is well able. Our God is, if God says yes, who can say no? If God opens a door, who can close it? If God declares, who can disannul it? So if God is on my side, the Bible says, look at Romans chapter 8 verse 31. I've not even started the message. Maybe I'll start it. I'll continue it next week, God willing. Look at Romans chapter 8. What shall we say to these things? Oh, glory. If God be for us, who can be against us? Continue. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son. He did not spare his own son. He that spared not his own son, but gave him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely, freely, freely give us all things? Freely give us all things. Freely. He did them. The most difficult thing is not the house. The most difficult thing is not the healing of cancer. The most difficult thing is not the raising from the dead. The most difficult thing God did was sending Jesus to die. He's done the most difficult thing. The rest are not a problem. The rest are not a problem. So you and I, we need to pray. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes destinies. Prayer makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in its working. The Amplified, when you read the Amplified, it says... The effectual, heartfelt prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power available. Dynamic. Glory to God in its working. It's dynamic. It's, 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 it's more powerful than an atomic bomb. Which one is the wildest bomb or the strongest bomb? Is it atomic or nuclear? Let's say combined. It's stronger than the atomic and nuclear bomb combined. The prayer in the enemy camp. That's why the devil prevents us from praying. That's why the devil says that it's better to do this, go on snap. Oh, I'm preaching somewhere. It's better to go on Snapchat than to pray. It's better to go on IG than to pray. Whoo! It's better to go on Facebook than to pray. TikTok! TikTok, 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 than to pray. But prayer changes things. I said, prayer changes things. What you and I need, Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Look at Mark, uh, John 15, 7. Amen. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask what ye will. Glory. And it shall be done unto you. It means if ye abide in me, you abide in Jesus. Which means remain. You remain in Mashiach. And his words remain in you. Meaning that you must know the word and the words must remain in you. You will ask what you desire. You will ask what you wish. What do you wish for? Look at this in NLT. What do you wish for? He will give it to you. How can an angel stop that? You 
you can ask any request. Okay, look at it in ESV. You can ask any request. But, yes, good. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish. Oh, glory. And it will be done for you. Now, Jesus Christ, I don't think he was asleep, woke up, and started quoting, saying these things. God himself, his, his truth. The Bible says in Revelation, wow, in Revelation, on his forehead is a name that no one knows. Then another verse says that, King of kings, Lord of lords. Then on his thigh, there's also something written. So, King of kings, Lord of lords, the word of God is his name, faithful and true. Oh, glory to God. How is he going to lie? God is not a man that he will lie. If God says clearly that you would ask what you wish and it shall be done unto you, it means that for you and I to be guaranteed answered prayer, we must continue in Jesus Christ and his words must remain in us. His words remaining in us is simply read the Bible, let the Bible stick. Look at Revelation 19:16. And he hath on his vesta and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, ladies and gentlemen, strategies are for prayer. That's why Daniel said, Prayer, no way. I'll die than to stop praying. If I have to die, I'll die. So the the, 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 there was a decree that no one should ever say a prayer to anyone or any God. Any request must be given to the king. And anyone who does not follow this instruction for a number of weeks, is it three weeks or three days, will be thrown into the den of lions. Thrown. 30 days. Will be thrown into the den of lions. Daniel 6.12 Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hath, hath thou not signed a decree that every man that asketh a petition of thee, of any god or man within 30 days, save that thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. So he had to allow Daniel to be thrown into the den of lions, even though he was trying to save Daniel. A point comes that no man can save you and I. A point comes that no man can save or help. A woman was going to the king and said, help me, king. The king said, if God doesn't help you, who can help you? So the king wanted to answer. As you read on, we'll, we'll, we'll go into that next week, God willing. The king wanted to help, no help. No help. And Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. And the Bible says that when you read different versions, or not the different versions, different accounts in the Bible, the Bible says that the, the lion saw innocence in Daniel, so they did not touch him. But the angels shut the mouth of the lions. And the lions relaxed, couldn't touch him. <clears throat> So when the king, who was desperate in the morning, cried, Daniel, has thy God which you serve, has he been able to deliver you? Then Daniel said, yes, he's delivered me. And because I have innocency, nothing happened to me. Then the king took all the, 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 the people who conspired against him and 
threw them and their families into the den of lions. Before they touched the ground, the lions had finished them. Ripped them up. So it clearly shows that the lions were hungry. But Daniel found innocency with God. That's why. And so so what, what would have happened if Daniel didn't pray? Daniel would have felt that I've escaped. But these people, they would have found something against Daniel and gotten him eventually. They could have even lied, planted something in his house. So it was only prayer that would have saved Daniel. You and I, it's better to pray than to do anything. Even before making a decision, if you are in a tight corner, pray first and then make decisions. Pray first before acting. Pray first before seeking for counsel. Pray first. I remember my pastor. Long ago, I was look, it was a job, two jobs in different places. I was looking for, I, I needed counsel because I had two offers. Which one should I choose? Lord, direct me. Lord, direct me. Tell me, tell me. Silence. Because sometimes God will not tell you. He will direct your path. Sometimes he tells you. But not all the time. <clears throat> Otherwise, Elisha would not have said that. How could God have hidden this from me? So, I asked him. What should I do in this? He said, pray to God. To tell me what to tell you. Hey, what a prayer. That's powerful. Pray to God that God will tell me the answer to give you. <clears throat> I said, wow, that's a powerful one. Ever since then, what, Pastor, what should I do? You rarely hear me just speak. I also say, let's pray, and then God will tell us what to do. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So God will direct God will open doors. God will make all things beautiful. God will direct us. God will bless us. We just need to pray. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear them from heaven and I will heal their land. We'll continue, God willing, next week. Shall we stand to our feet? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's ask the Lord to be gracious unto us. Gracious. Lord, be gracious. Give us the spirit of prayer, the heart to pray, the heart to trust him. It's faith to pray for long times, long periods of time. If you don't have faith, you say that, look, I better use my time for something more important. But anyone who prays for long periods, someone who spends time praying, is someone who has faith. Let's pray to God. God, increase my faith. God, I pray that you give me the spirit of prayer. Give me the heart to pray, to be someone who prays, who speaks to you on a regular basis. May I be prayerful, oh God, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, in the name of our Christ, let me pray. Give me the heart of prayer. Let me be someone who prays all the time. In the name of Jesus, 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 I want to be a prayerful person. I want to know your word. I want to be prayerful. Help me to pray. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you grant us the grace to be prayerful. May we be people who pray, who seek your face, who read your word, who know your word. May you 
Your words remain in us. May we remain in you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. that you are not born again. You do not have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
then I want you to give yourself to Jesus Christ. And you do that from Romans 10, 9 and 10. We must confess the Lord Jesus, believe that God raised him from the dead, and we will be saved. Can we all repeat after me? Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have surrendered their lives to you. We honor you and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats. We'll have a short three minutes, 55 second video we will show shortly. Right after the, the offering. So we, we, now? Yes. So, Father God, we bless you in Jesus' name. God bless you all and all those watching. We want to say God bless you, those online. God bless you, those on Zoom. Shalom, shalom. Till next week, God willing, God bless you.